Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. It's time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. Here's your host, John Chapman. Ah, oh, cuss words. <laughs> what a what a frustrating freaking game. Um, to put it as PG as I possibly could, that game sucked. It, it was just gross from the very start. You didn't like the way you felt. You're watching the game and you just felt dirty, like you needed to take a shower. And unfortunately, the 49ers lose to the freaking Seattle Seahawks of all people. Um, it's on Seattle. You know, it's at Seattle with no fans. And it just felt gross. You know, the overall school, the, the score, 37 to 27. All right. Now, it, it, it was way worse than that. It was way worse than that. There was a point in the third quarter where the 49ers were down 14 points or 13 points because they missed the extra point on one of them. It just felt insurmountable. It felt like the 49ers had 0% chance of winning because the offense was absolutely inept. It was, it was, it was trash. It was trash from the start. And, you know, there's, there's some good. There's a lot of bad. <laughs> there's injuries. There, there's a lot of stuff going on. But, golly, what team? What team is going to show up? You don't know. What these teams are like. The 49ers, it's Dr. Jackal and Mr. Hyde. You know, it's 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 just so gross. You have you look at the 49ers schedule, okay? You have four dominating performances, not good games. You have four dominant games against the Patriots, you blow them out. Against the Rams, who's a great football team, you only won by eight points, but it was way more than that. Very similar feel to this game, just on the opposite side. Uh, you look at the Giants. You look at the Jets on the road. Dominant games, right? And then you have three just stinkers, just dog crap games where you come out and just you have nothing. You you put up nothing. The Seattle Seahawks, you get blown out, embarrassed. Miami Dolphins, that was the worst game ever. And then the Eagles game. So you look at those games and you're just like, what the hell? And so I don't know what team we have I, I don't know how, how do you know you have guys that flash and then disappear and things happen yeah we're going to go through the blame thing obviously we're going to talk a lot about the quarterback um yeah <laughs> from Sid she says I can't even be mad right now that's how I felt too uh you know it's you you have those games where it comes down to the very end and you're just like oh man we should have had that one there was no point in this game 
where you felt confident the 49ers should have it. You had that one amazing long run that took eight plus a drive, eight plus minutes. It was like 15 plays, eight plus minutes, 75 yards for a touchdown where they just kept running the ball to Jamichael Hasty. Guess what? He didn't get another run it rush attempt. The next drive he was in, he got one. That was it. He only had 12 carries. He had 11 carries on that drive. <laughs> I mean, not 11 carries on that drive, but after the second drive that he was in there, he had 11 touches. Didn't get any more. I don't think it would have helped it. But it was something that was working, right? Um, now, I do have to say, and again, get your comments in there. Let, let's chit-chat through some things. And let's kind of see where we're at. At Home Dude said, is there anyone we missed more than Mostert? Yeah, I think Debo. Uh, and both of them. It's, it's a 1A and 1B. It's not. You've got to have those things. And I'm going to put this on Kyle Shanahan, too. Just because Debo's gone... You shouldn't change your game plan. Just because Mostert's gone, you don't change your game plan. You don't do that. You don't allow one player to go out. Brandon Ayuk can run jet sweeps. I don't understand. We've seen it, and he we've seen him be successful with it. We just completely just, oh, Debo's not in? Yep, throw away the jet sweep. We can't do that anymore. It's just not a part of our playbook. We ran a reverse one time, and Jarek McKinnon, it was a perfect pitch, and Jarek McKinnon just dropped the ball. Uh, it was rather funny. Uh, I'm pretty excited to break that one down on Patreon. I want to make some uh, sound effects up for that one, I think, because it was just rather comical. But Raheem Mostert, yeah, you're right. He is the number one rated running back by Pro Football Focus, but I think Debo, the problem is Kyle Shanahan loses his testicles whenever he doesn't have Debo in the game. And I don't understand why. The play calling was suspect at best. At best. Why are you in empty formations for the first three series of the game? We're at second. It's second down. And Kyle Shanahan's doing empty. We, we took away our best asset of the whole damn game. Our run game. We are a running football team. So whenever you go out there and go empty, it's not like <laughs> you're trying to diminish their pass rush. They're not a pass rushing team, even though they got three sacks, because two of those sacks were just pretty trash by Garoppolo for holding the ball too long. But yeah, let, let's talk Garoppolo. I think this was Jimmy Garoppolo's worst game ever. And that's saying a lot, because there's a lot of them. Um, this was Jimmy Garoppolo's worst performance I've ever seen. Now, here's why I'm going to say that. Now, you look at Jimmy Garoppolo. He's 24-7, and seven, now 24-8 and eight as a starting quarterback. You know, twice as many wins, uh, well over twice as many. I look, at, look how good I am at math, right? 8, 16, 24, three times as many wins as he has losses. But you're talking about seven of those games are really, really bad games. This was the worst game, and here's why I say that. He was playing against, statistically, the worst defense in NFL history. And he never attempted to pass more than 10 yards downfield. Never even attempted it. Maybe Jimmy can't throw downfield. That's fine. But at least try. At least try. The very last series that he was in, you know, you're down, I think, 20 points by that point, And it's time to pick up the pace. All right. You go out there. He checks down on first down. Okay. Then... He, uh, what's it called? Uh, he checked down on first down. Then he scrambled, if you remember right. He goes out there and tries to scramble and slides early. What the? F Dude, man up. We, Jimmy's tough guy. We've seen it in the past. But he slides early. 
So now it brings up third and two, and what does he do? He just holds the ball in the pocket for four-plus seconds until a sack. Eyes aren't even downfield. He had his eyes downfield for two seconds, made it through two reads, dropped his eyes and just both hands on the ball. Guess I'm done. And then his ankle was hurt after that. Um, I don't know. I've been one of the Jimmy defenders for a long time, and, and here's my realistic kind of how I see Jimmy. I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo's trash. I think that Jimmy Garoppolo is the textbook definition of a system quarterback that if he is everything perfect around him, he's great. However, whenever everything, I'm talking running game, I'm talking elite wide receivers, elite tight end, elite offensive line play, if one of those things are off, he's not a good quarterback. So that's where I have Jimmy Garoppolo. Can you win a Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo? Absolutely you can. Look how close we were, right? But if there's any cracks in the system, he's not your guy. So what does this mean moving forward? Um, I don't know. Kyle Shanahan, will he'll freaking ride the Titanic to the bottom of the ocean with the guys he believes in. Does he believe in Jimmy Garoppolo? I don't know, man. You look at the play calling, sure as hell didn't take any deep shots, but I think that he wanted to because he was calling seven-step play-action drop whatever. <laughs> so it, the calls were in to go deep, and there were a couple players that ran free deep. Kendrick Bourne was running free on one of the sack plays. He just didn't look at them. Um, again, once we get the film and go through that, we'll be able to see some of that. But Kyle Shanahan called a terrible game. And Jimmy Garoppolo played his worst game as a pro. And you could say, oh, well, he's injured, whatever else. Bull freaking shit. Bull. I don't care if his ankle is injured. That doesn't affect your head in the decisions that you're making. And if you are injured, then you tell the coach, I can't do this. Then you go out. Don't wait, like we've seen in two halves, where you go out there and you just craft the bed and then like, oh, yeah, I guess my ankle hurts. And then jog into the freaking um, locker room. That's gross. Come on, man. Um, again, I don't, I don't think Jimmy's a bad guy. I just think we're learning who he is. So the 49ers are 4-4. Four and four. The crazy thing is our playoff seeding hasn't changed. We're still the ninth seed. We didn't go up or down. That's where we are. Can the 49ers still make the playoffs? Absolutely they can. Will they? I don't know. Um, we'll have to see what we get back. You know, we've got another game in four days uh, against the Packers, who are the number one seed. Uh, they were the number one seed. The Seattle Seahawks will be the number one seed. Now, uh, Packers got blown out uh, by the Vikings, but we play them in four days. Now let's talk injuries. Tevin Coleman played one series, knee acted up, he's back out. Fred Warner, the biggest scare of the game, in my opinion. Uh, he took a hit, grabbed his collarbone right off the bat, which as a coach or as a player, you see after the hit, usually that means broken collarbone, like right off the bat whenever they grab with the same arm um, that they happen. And so I was like, oh, no, he's got to be done for the year. Turns out it was just a stinger. That was great. He went back in the game. Dante Pettis, oh, my gosh. This is the last time. This is the last time I will say his name on this podcast. This is it. Y'all ready? It's a moratorium. We're putting it to bed, baby. Dante Pettis is done. D-U-N, done. It's over. It's over. Uh, he gets he gets the crap knocked out of him, but he fumbled it before he got walloped. <laughs> uh, the wallop just knocked him unconscious. Uh, but whatever. 
Dante Pettis is done. He will never take a snap for the 49ers again. They could try to trade him by the Tuesday trade deadline, which we're going to talk about in a little bit. Who the hell wants Dante Pettis? Nobody wants Dante Pettis. Um, you can't. <laughs> anyway, if you can't trade him, which you can't, you're, you're going to cut him. It's time to cut. That's where we're at. Um, River Craycraft, who was activated in this game, went out and laid a hit on special teams. It was incredible. I would take River Craycraft's great-grandchildren who aren't born yet. I'd rather suit them up and count as three roster spots than ever allow Dante Pettis onto the field wearing that damn jersey ever again. Get him the hell off of this team. He is a cancer in the locker room. He had issues with coaching. Get him out. I don't want him anymore. Oh, man. I, I feel like this is the episode. This is the episode, man. Uh, you guys are about to get uh, <laughs> pissed off Chapman uh, coming at it. But anyway, staying with injuries. Garoppolo in his leg. Is he going to be active on Thursday? Um, we'll have to see uh, how he responds. And I'll still say this. I understand Nick Mullins came in. And I understand Nick Mullins went off. Uh, you look at the stats. I mean, Nick Mullins went 18 for 25, threw for 238 and two touchdowns. Had a 128 passer rating. He was great. I would still prefer to have Jimmy Garoppolo um, as quarterback over Nick Mullins. Nick Mullins is a backup that has a very low ceiling. Jimmy Garoppolo, again, as I talked about, can be great. He just has to have great around him. Uh, um, you know, one of the Daniel Jeremiah... He always talks about him and Bucky Brooks on Move the Sticks podcast. Quarterbacks fall into two categories. They're trucks or they're trailers. Okay, The truck quarterback, like Aaron Rodgers, they're the ones that are pulling the team where they're going. Then there's trailers. These are guys that are going to carry everybody as good as they're going to be. Jimmy Garoppolo is a trailer. He is the definition of of a trailer quarterback or what used to be called a system QB. But I think almost every single quarterback is a system QB to a certain extent. But Garoppolo isn't going to excel everybody past their greatness. He's just going to help maintain what is being brought to the table by the other 10 starters. And, and to be honest with you, the coach and the play calls, which we saw today, terrible game plan, terrible calling, and Jimmy Garoppolo reflected that. So we'll have to see what happens to that. Now, obviously, George Kittle. George Kittle finally gets a deep ball to him in double coverage, perfect coverage, makes an incredible catch, um, and just comes down weird on his foot. He got up and celebrated. He did the zero fear, whatever. Um, incredible play. But goes back to the huddle, and his foot, he's just limping. Uh, it was listed as an ankle on the broadcast. The 49ers have come out and said it's a foot injury. Um, that hurts. Uh, Dwelly comes in and scored a touchdown, which was incredible. But you still look at this and you say, well, shit, here we go again. Here we go again. Now our tight end's out. Uh, Debo's probably not coming back next week. Like, what's this look like? Um, what does this offense look like without Kittle out there? So it, there's, there's a lot to take into place whenever you're talking about all these injuries. Um, and again, we're kind of in this tension. Is it the job of the 49ers to get into the playoffs and try to make a run? Now you're 4-4. Four and four. Playoffs are still in play. But golly, man, you're the little freaking Giants one week, and then you're the freaking <laughs> one of the best offensive dominating performances in the NFL. And so you go back and forth. It, I don't know, man. It, it's kind of it's a mess. It's a mess. It's what it is. 
Um, let's see here from Kimbro. How dumb was that Wildcat with Jet? Oh my gosh, felt the game really changed there. Yeah, it was bad. You, you go out there and Kyle Shanahan was going to, I love the fact that you were running the ball. Because again, that was the first opening drive. Okay, we go down the field. We go down the field. Coleman got the start. That was dumb. He gets injured. Whatever. Ayuk makes an amazing first down catch. Then, I think it was third and five. Just past midfield. I think we're around the 45-yard line. And what happens is, we go wildcat with Jarek McKinnon and Brandon Ayuk. I don't mind that. But you can tell they have not worked out the mesh point. <laughs> they try to do the zone read. Everything gets blown up. And Kyle Shanahan was pissed, rightfully so. But here's the reason why it was such a big deal. He was going to go for it on fourth down. But they lost three yards. So then he does his, you know, Kyle tantrum on the sidelines and just punts it, which was the right call. You don't want to go for it at fourth and eight midfield. But so that happens. It was It was idiotic. It was stupid. But then after that, the second drive is looking great. You're driving all the way down the field. Then we get the interception. It's terrible interception. And here's the problem. We were in field goal range. We were in field goal range. You look at the score, add three points onto whatever, the 49ers would have been one possession away from actually coming back and doing something. Now, obviously, everything changes. But, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> The 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 Wildcat was a mess, but I do like that he was calling. I love running the ball on third and five whenever you're in four down territory. I absolutely love it. Um, but the execution was so bad. Was so bad. Um Thomas, he says, empty sets completely different with Jimmy in and Jimmy out. You're right. Well, once once you're down in the fourth quarter and you have to throw the ball, that's I don't have a problem with that. No, no issues whatsoever. Whenever it's being predicated that you have to throw the ball because you're down so many points and you're not much time left, that, that's one thing. But the empty sets, I don't care if they do work. Like, don't take away your number one asset. Don't take that away. The 49ers are a run team. Um, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Kim, bro, can we cut Pettis now? Yeah, you'll wait till Tuesday, but don't worry. Um, he's never going to. And here's what sucks. You know, I go to the draft every year before COVID. I was maybe like 10 to 15 rows away from the commissioner when they announced the trade for Pettis, and I was so pumped. I had Pettis as my number three wide receiver that year. I don't remember who I had ahead of him, but I was just like, gosh, this is a perfect pairing. This is a perfect space-eating route runner with hands and big play potential, and just bust, man, just bust. Um, yeah, it hurts. It hurts bad. Uh, Marco, he says, Jimmy needs to go. He makes no plays. You're right today. You're right three of the games. But let's get into the conversation. Say Jimmy Garoppolo's not the guy, okay? You're ready to move on. We can cut him next year and only pay him $2 million. Like, that is a possibility. But here is the question. Who is the quarterback? You're not going to be picking top 10. That's not who this team is. We're 4-4. Four and four. We're ninth in... Just just looking currently, you're going to be picking probably 16th, 17th, around that, that, that range. That's where you're picking right now, right? You're going to have to trade up to go get a quarterback. Now, I think this is a great quarterback draft, okay? And again, I know that there's more options than just rookies. 
I think there's four legit quarterbacks as I'm starting to do film work and I'm going to have to start doing a lot more. Damn it. 49ers. Um, there's four or five awesome quarterbacks that are going to be potentially up there, but you're not getting one of them sitting at 16. Let's say you're even picking 12. You're not getting one. So you're going to have to package something to jump up. 49ers already don't have a lot of draft capital. We don't have a third round pick. Uh, we do have an extra fifth and an extra sixth, so you can do something. So if you want to draft a quarterback, that's fine. Here's the thing. No rookie quarterback has ever won the Super Bowl. The 49ers 2021 squad coming back, it's going to be pretty damn good. You're getting back, Nick Bosa. That alone changes everything, right? Um, it, we have the most players on IR currently. That's going to change. So... If you think that, again, back to this Jimmy G conversation, if great is around Jimmy, 2021 does look like it's going to be great. Okay, so if you're going to throw in a rookie quarterback there, ugh, that's problematic. Now let's look at maybe siding a free agent. Well, there's not a lot of free agent quarterbacks that hit the open market. You know, you could talk about Tom Brady and all those things. That doesn't happen very often. And I don't even think we have the money to do that, even if we wanted to. You'll you'll save some money by cutting Jimmy G, but still you're talking 18 million. You're not going to get a quarterback that's worth anything to come play for the 49ers for 18 million. It's just not going to happen. So you're going to have to figure something out. Um, I don't know what the answer is. I, I really, really don't. But it's bad. It's really, really bad. Uh, we would have won this game if we started Mullins. I think you're right. Um, I think you're right. Uh, this team, <laughs> that defense, the Seattle defense, is so bad. It's so bad. Um, and again, it didn't take long. It, the game plan was there. It, run the ball, throw the ball deep. Every single team that's played Seattle has done it. Run the ball, throw the ball deep. Jimmy didn't attempt one pass over 10 yards, I don't think. Downfield, right? 10 yard, 10 scrimmage yards downfield with the ball in the air. Um, so, yeah, it's it's kind of what it is, man. Um, I, I don't know what to do with Jimmy. I think you sit him next week. Then you let him rest on the bye week. You let him come out. And then you see how that's going to go. Um, you sit Jimmy. Again, Thursday, you play the Packers, right? Then you get that mini buy. Then you play the Saints. Then you get a full buy after that. I don't know. Maybe you sit them for the next two weeks and just say, you come back at 100% and show us what you got, and then we figure out if you move on or not. Again, Mullins isn't the answer long term. You might prefer him now to what you saw with Jimmy G, and I don't have a problem with that. But at the same time, yeah, you want Matt <laughs> Tabos. He says, Matt Ryan, bit cheaper than Jimmy G's contract. Yeah, look at Matt Ryan and where his team is. He has the best receiving core in the NFL, or at least top three, and he can't get it done. Um, I, I don't think bringing Matt Ryan into this equation is going to be beneficial. Uh, is Matt Ryan better than Jimmy G? Yeah, probably. Um, but I don't think that's the answer. I, 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 but... Again, back to Kyle Shanahan, and you look at the things that he always holds true. He's coached them before. You got Kirk Cousins. I don't think he's the answer. What, 38-year-old Matt Ryan? I don't think he's the answer. Um, I don't know. Would you prefer to have those two guys over Jimmy Garoppolo right now? Probably. Um, but the one thing you have to do, and some for a lot of people, you're going to say the answer is already out there. You have to walk away from the 2020 season. This is goal one. This is number one. Is Jimmy G the guy for the future? And a lot of you guys are cussing at me right now. But again, if not Jimmy G, then who? You, you, 
the numbers suck. The 49ers are broke. <laughs> they have no money. Um, and, and that's a problem. So we'll, we'll have to see what happens. We still have some time there. I doubt that Jimmy plays this week. Um, yeah, I think it'd be really bad for him. Let him get healthy. Dang it. Um, but he sucked not because he wasn't healthy. He sucked because he sucked. Um, again, I'm not trying to defend Jimmy. I, don't, I hope you guys aren't hearing that. Um, he sucked. Jimmy Garoppolo sucked. We lost this game because of him and Kyle Shanahan. There's no doubt about that. Now, there are other players that deserve blame. Two defensive players come to mind the most, and I am the president of one of their fan clubs. Um, Dre Greenlaw was trash. The worst game he has ever had in his entire career. That huge D, uh, DK Metcalf touchdown that kind of broke open the whole game. Yeah, took a piss-poor angle. Emmanuel mostly falls down on the route, whatever. But you had a safety, Jimmy Ward, and you had a, a linebacker, City, there that could have made the tackle. Both of them took the worst angles. I get it. DK Metcalf's fast. They didn't even touch him. They didn't even touch him. And it wasn't the only time. Jimmy Ward is straight trash. He is awful. He's not even in the frame of the play half the time. You pulled out Tarvarius Moore, who had two elite games in a row, to put Jimmy Ward in there, talking trash to DK Metcalf all game. DK Metcalf's the reason they won the game. Jimmy Ward's one of the reasons we lost. Shut your damn mouth, man. Shut your mouth. Why are you talking to him? You're getting burned nonstop. You're out of alignment. You're taking poor angles. You don't even play a factor in the game. Jump back to the two games with Tarvarius Moore in there. He's around the ball nonstop. Third down, he's making plays. Making plays in the passing game. And instead, what do we do? We let Jimmy Ward play every damn snap, and we don't even allow our young elite talent to see what we got. It, I can't stand the way our coaching staff just plays loyalty. Like, oh, you've earned it. Good job. It doesn't matter how bad you play every freaking game. Jimmy Ward is one of the worst safeties in the entire NFL this year. Yeah, he was good in 2019. But you just let him sit in there and mistake after mistake in zero plays. He hasn't made any plays all year. And you just stay with it. Why? What, what has he earned? Meanwhile, you have a young, expiring, rookie contract player with elite 4-3-2 speed. He's bigger. He's taller. He has better range. He has better ball skills. He tackles better. You see it, and then you just say, oh, just stay on the shelf. We'll just leave you over there. I don't understand it. And I don't think that we lost this because of the defense. Um, yeah, I don't know if you heard that uh, fire truck coming. They're coming to put the fire out. Uh, I'm burning up a little bit too much. I apologize. <laughs> but anyway, Dre Greenlaw was awful. And so was Jimmy Ward, which, man, you know, you look at Emmanuel Mosley, who, you know, he got he got abused by DK Metcalf a lot. He was in great position. He was making plays on the ball. Uh, probably one of the best coverage clips that you could use for clinic, take was, clinic tape was the fade route that he ran DK Metcalf and knocked the ball away last second. I, I mean, I, I love Emmanuel Mosley. I don't have a problem with him. I don't know why you don't scheme to take away their best player at some point in the game, right? Give your guy that's going against DK Metcalf, who's on fire, give him some safety help over the top. Oh, wait a second. Who's our safety? Jimmy Ward. Got it. Never mind. Um, I, I think we see the problem here, right? It's a it's a vicious cycle. And how do you step in and stop that? Um, I really don't know. 
I really don't know. Um, real quick, I'm going to take a quick break. Uh, hear a word from our sponsor, and we will be right back with some more of your questions. Make sure you tag me. The comments are flying up, and I want to try to get to as many questions as possible. So tag me at John Chapman in front of your question, and then we'll be back to answer some more of those in a second. Unless you've been living under a rock, you know the NFL and the NBA, they're back. They're in full swing, which can only mean one thing. It's a winning season at my bookie. I don't know about you guys, but for me, a game is 10 times more exciting whenever I'm putting my money on it. And if you've been betting with us, we've been doing very, very well so far this year. So stick with us. Bet on it. Use all the knowledge that we have. And let's be successful. And here's the deal. Right now, they have $100,000. You heard me. $100,000 super contest for only $10 entry. 10 bucks. You can win all that money. They're giving away $5,000 in cash prizes every four weeks. You would be crazy not to jump in there with all your knowledge. $10 to win thousands, sign me up. You too can make up and sign up at my bookie. And here's the deal. Use promo code 49ers, 49ERS, to claim your 100% deposit match all the way up to 1000 bucks. That means you put in $100, they're going to give you $100. Rollovers will be included in that. And if you have questions, please call their customer service. They'll help you with that. But the NFL, NBA, MLB, they've got it all on tap. It's never too late to get started. And if you've wanted to jump in with us, now's the best time. Head to mybookie.ag, promo code 49ers, and they're going to double your initial deposit. Thanks for the support, MyBookie. All right. Uh, here's a question I like. Marco said, do you think Matt Stafford is available in a trade? Now, this is one that I think would be great. There's one small speed bump here, and that's... Matt Patricia, who I hate, uh, is a terrible coach and a terrible human, whatever else. But here's the idea. Matt Patricia will be fired at the end of the year. That's going to happen. Uh, this is his last year there. I think everybody in the NFL community understands he's a very poor coach. However, he's still there. The trade deadline is Tuesday. If the general manager and Matt Patricia agree to trade Matt Stafford, that means both of their jobs are gone. So that's the only reason why I would say it won't happen. I would love that. Um, but again, now you're talking about an old person with a lot of injury history, um, older quarterback, but man, that would be a perfect fit. Matt Stafford on this team, um, even in its current situation, yeah, you're going to the playoffs for sure. I'd have no problem with that. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see here from Niner Jag. Is there anything with the defensive coaching that you would do to get more pressure? Um, it will be way worse with the pass happy Rogers. That's a good question. Now, there are some things that you could do. No doubt. We blitz like crazy. I love the play. I, I love the calling. I love everything that, you know, Robert Sala did going into this game. I really do feel like you gave your team an opportunity to, to win. You had two sacks. Uh, you had three quarterback hits. That's that's enough. It's not great. You're not winning the game because of your pressure. But no, I felt like they were just fine in that category. Um, the problem was, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't think anything that happened on defense outside of rolling coverage over to DK was bad. Here's the deal. You had the stupid interception, right, that gave them a short field. Then you had the fumble that happened with Dante Pettis that gave them free touchdown. So they got a lot of free points. That's two turnovers, and they scored off of both of those. Now, you look at what the 49ers defense did, right? You start the 
game off just incredibly well. You go out, three and out punt to start the game. 49ers defense, zero points. Then they punt it again, six plays, nine yards. No points off that either. So that's kind of the issue, right? You're not playing complimentary football. Now, they scored some points at the end with the onside kicks and all that kind of stuff. But if you're holding them to 30 points, 27 points, you're, you should have played well enough to win this game. There's no doubt about that. But I, there are a couple plays you could have made. Tackling was awful, all those things. But, uh, you know, a couple of positive things that we got to take away. Hey, guess what? Jordan Willis, who came in, he played really, really well. Jordan Willis, now, again, the pass rush, that's not who he's going to be. But he got in there and made a couple tackles for loss. Jordan Willis was active in the run game, played really, really well. We continue to shut down the run game. Um, we really, really did. DJ Dallas had 18 carries for 41 yards, 2.3 yards per, per average. That was great. Their big run plays came on two David Moore reverses and Russell Wilson running the ball like crazy, uh, which was really just one play and then that stupid penalty. Let me talk about that penalty. Oh, my gosh. Whew. Deep breath. Russell Wilson scrambles for a first. No problem. He then fake slides. Fake slides. Adds more yards and then gets hit and they throw a penalty. I understand the whole premise. We have to keep our quarterbacks in play. I understand the whole premise that certain quarterbacks get better treatment. Russell Wilson's a leading MVP candidate and he should be. That was total BS. If somebody fake slides... This, this is at the NFL. NFL, I know you watch my shows because you shut me down on hot mic. You suck. I'm mad at you right now. Let's go. This is directly to you, my love letter to the NFL. If you're going to allow quarterbacks to fake slide, you cannot throw a penalty whenever they get punched in the damn mouth. Um, I, I, I don't care. You cannot do that. It, you cannot be both ways. Is it about safety? Then it should be a penalty for a fake slide. Period. That's all. It should be addressed. This should be called the Jimmy Ward. The first play Jimmy Ward makes, <laughs> he gets a penalty, and he should have been pissed. You don't fake slide, then slide. Oh, my gosh. I would have uncorked. You should have hit him direct. And I, I hate this, but you're taking advantage of the rules to protect people. Oh, my gosh. You should have just unloaded on that dude's face. I'm sorry. Uh, you should have just crushed him. That is awful. Oh, man, I was so hot. And I, the refs got to do their job, but that was straight trash. If you fake slide, that should be a penalty 100%. 100%. Ah, man, the only thing that would have made... I'm not going to say that. I'm going to get in trouble over here. That's what it is. Um, ESPN says uh, Kittle's ankle is not broken. Only good news. Thank you, Kim, bro. Yeah, it's it's a bottom foot issue. Hopefully, it's not a Jones fracture. He'll be done. Um, yeah, it's going to be bad. Marco says, can you do an episode where you break down our cap? Let us know where we can cut and trade, save some money. Yeah, I like that. We have a mini bye week coming up um, and then a bye week after that. So I think we'll have a couple of options. Now, it would be a little bit better, you know, it and I, I kind of want to talk about some of this stuff now. Let, let, let's transition to this. I, I like this. Where are the 49ers in light of the trade deadline? Are you comfortable with the 49ers going out and buying assets right now? I'm not. I really don't. Uh, not because I don't think we can't make the playoffs this year. I think we can. But because I don't want to say, I don't think we're winning the Super Bowl this year. I, I don't think that's in the cards. 
but I, I'm not saying tank or anything like that, but I believe in selling some of these assets. Maybe you can get something for them to help us trade up for a quarterback in the future or something along those lines. So let's say, let's just play this hypothetically. Let's say it's time for the 49ers to sell, okay? What does that look like? Who could you sell? Because again, we have some young elite talent, but anybody that you're trying to sell has to be cheap because of the 2021 cap. No teams are purchasing or trading for a huge lucrative contracts. So you can talk about Quan Alexander, not going to happen. Talk about D Ford, 100% not going to happen. Those things won't happen. So if you are going to sell guys, they're going to have to be super cheap players, which we have a handful. I don't know. Would you do this? Here we go. Here's one. Jordan Reed, who has played magnificent for the 49ers. Super cheap. Teams would kill right now for a tight end that can do what he's doing. Would you trade Jordan Reed for a fourth or fifth round pick? As guys, so much of our identity is wrapped up in our hair, from how it feels to get after getting a fresh cut to the way it's perfectly styled before going out. That's why when we get into our 20s and 30s and start noticing the first signs of hair loss, it definitely feels like panic time. Because let's face it, no guy is ever ready to go bald. Thankfully, now there's Keeps, the simple and easy way to keep your hair. Did you know that two out of three guys will experience some form of male pattern baldness by the time they're 35? The best way to prevent hair loss is to do something while you still have hair left. Now, here's the thing. Keeps offers generic versions of the only two FDA-approved hair loss products that are out there. You may have tried them before, but probably never at this price. So here is why you need to go with Keeps. The treatments start at $10 a month. Plus, for a limited time, you can get your first month free because of this podcast. So if you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com slash 49ers to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash 49ers, 49ERS. Thank you, Keeps, for your support of this podcast. I get it. We're about to get him back. Would you do that? I would. Trent Williams. Let's just play this. All right. I'm not saying trade Trent Williams. Just calm down. I'm saying let's talk about it. Trent Williams is cheap. This year, we've already paid him. A team that, you know, one tackle away. You look at somebody like the Eagles. Uh, they're getting some of their guys back, but they're still a mess. You could trade Trent Williams and probably get a second round pick. I'm going to be honest. You could. He's played that well. So a team is a tackle away. Man, trade a second-round pick. Would you take a second? We gave up a third and a fifth. But I don't know. How comfortable are you with Justin's school moving forward? Uh, just some ideas. I'm not saying to do it. I don't want to do it. I, I don't want to keep Trent Williams, but these are some of the options for some big-time draft capital if you're wanting to move up for a quarterback because Jimmy G's not your guy. Kerry Hyder, he's been incredible. Got another sack today. He's got four and a half sacks. I think you could let him go for a fifth. He is older. Um, contract's fair, but I don't think you could get more than that. Um, now, safeties. I've sit here and harped about how Tarvarius Moore should be starting. It is so obvious to everybody, except Robert Sala and... Kyle Shanahan, you're not going to play him. This is last year. Why don't you trade him? 
Let him go somewhere where he can make an impact and prove something. I think that you could trade Tarvarius more or maybe even Marcel Harris for probably a six-round pick. Hey, we're, he's going to be walking out the door. Why would you, if you are Tarvarius, more sign here whenever the coaches don't even trust you enough to play after elite performance after elite performance? Why? Um, trade him. You're not going to start him. Trade him. Oh, well, we need the depth. That's, that's stupid. Jonathan Cyprian is great depth. I don't, it, I'd be fine playing him. But Tarvarius Moore is a starter in the NFL. Send this guy away for a seventh. I don't care. Let him play. Why are you ruin? <laughs> why are you ruining this young kid's career? Somebody wants him. Kevin Givens, I really, really like. He's been great. You get a six. Just some options. Looking at contracts of some guys that you could trade. These are team. These are players that would be appealing to other teams. I don't know. I'm not saying I would do any of those trades, but it's just some food for thought because I think the 49ers need to move into sell or stay still. You, you can't buy anything because you have nothing. You have no salary cap. Um, it's what it is. Yeah, Adam Garcia, start the goon squad. I'm with you, man. Um, I can't stand it. I can't stand it. Um, it pisses me off. Uh, Armstead was good in the run game, had a bad game overall. There's no doubt about that. Uh, was getting double teamed nonstop. I do agree there. Armstead's had a really, really good year, but yeah, the sacks aren't there. I know that's kind of, we we've, we got spoiled. <laughs> we've turned everything into who's getting sacks. You're either bad or you're not. If you, It's not the way it works. But Armstead was not great this game. Um, no doubt about that. Uh, from Luciana, any idea when the 49ers offense is out there and the defense commits an offside penalty? Why don't we run a play or throw a bomb instead of freezing and waiting for the, the flag? So, two things. One, uh, we have never worked out that that's a center quarterback issue, okay? So, let's say the defender jumps off sides. You have to snap the ball. We don't do that. Hronis Grasu, yeah, he's not an experienced vet by any stretch whenever it comes to, you know, in the NFL. So, what we have turned to is... And what we teach our offensive linemen is if somebody jumps offside, make contact and just make the play right there. You take your five yards. Look to Aaron Rodgers, completely different story. They practice it. They practice trying to get people offsides. And when somebody jumps offside, instead of telling their center to touch them, they tell their center, if you if they're in the neutral zone, snap it, no matter what, whether I'm ready or not. It's a practice behavior. 49ers don't practice that. I wish we would because, again, you look at a lot of those Aaron Rodgers highlights. Man, yeah, I'm with you. Um, Richard says, why not trade Ward or Tart? Those contracts are hard to move. They're not cheap contracts. Um, again, back to 2021 NFL salary cap. It's dropping 25 million from the 2020 cap. Yeah, I would love to trade Jimmy Ward. Who the hell wants the worst ranked safety in the NFL that has terrible film for eight straight games? No, he missed two games. Sorry, six straight games and has expensive contract. Nobody wants that. Nobody's going to take that. Um, you can't do it. You can't do it. Uh, I do like this. I, I do think these are two possibilities. From Runaway Turtle, awesome tag, could the 49ers go out and get Dwayne Haskins or Sam Darnold? Would they be a decent fit? Sam Darnold is the perfect fit in this offense. I would absolutely love that. Now, what would it cost to get Sam Darnold? You're talking a second rounder. That's what it's going to cost. Go back. Precedent has been set, right? Uh, go back to Josh Rosen um, with the Arizona Cardinals. He was the number 10 overall pick. They trade him the next year's draft 
to get, they got Kyler Murray. They traded him for a late second rounder. That's what they got Sam Dar or Josh Rosen for. And Josh Rosen was way worse goods than Sam Darnold is now. I think there's a possibility you could call the Jets and say, hey, we'll give you a second rounder for Sam Darnold. I'm so thumbs up on that. Oh, my gosh. Problem is, I don't even think you could carry his contract right now. Um, you know, you look at just kind of what that would take. Let's see here on my uh, computer machine. Uh, I would love Sam Darnold for a second. I would do that right now. Now, the problem is, if you're swapping that, you know, what does that look like? But let's just say he's traded right now. They would save $3.3 million in 2020 numbers. You might be able to swing it because we're halfway through the season. So game checks, that's going to come out to about half that. Yeah, I think you could do that. Man, you trade a second rounder for 23. Sam Darnold's 23 years old. He was picked third overall. I would love that. But you trade him and you sit him for five weeks. Very similar to what we did with Jimmy Garoppolo, right? Whenever he first came. I'm 100% fine with that. Um, yeah, I'm cool with that. I love that. Uh, do you think we are going to re-sign Mohamed Sanu or a similar vet? Is it worth it? No, because we're not into making a postseason run right now. I think you're trying to find young, promising talent that can uh, go for the future. I think Craycraft, man, I like what he did on special teams today. Um, I like it. I really do like it. Uh, Tyson says this. Do you think Debo's absence had a large impact on the play calling? 100%. Debo's absence had a large impact on Kyle Shanahan's testicles. I said it earlier. They disappear when Debo's not there. And that is a shame. That's a shame. You can't let one guy affect your play calling, especially whenever you have somebody like Brandon Ayuk out there. Put Jerick McKinnon out there and run jet sweeps. Come on, man. You're going to run that BS wildcat out there. Do something. Um, uh, man, yeah, that's bad. Uh, Ray asked this question, is team lacking chemistry with the amount of guys going in and out on injuries? Offensively, yes. Defensively, no. Defense was all right. You, you didn't lose this game because of the defense. It's, that's not what it is. Uh, you lost this game because of the offensive play calling in the first half in Jimmy Garoppolo. 100%. Uh, Kyle Shanahan, Jimmy Garoppolo, those are it. That's it. And if you don't get those things fixed, that's what it is. Um, Grasso did have a bad game. There's no doubt about that. The fact that you look at the Seattle Seahawks defense, they didn't touch Kyler Murray one time. They didn't touch him. Which, I get it, because you can't touch little kids, so it's against the law. I should have said that, uh, but whatever. Um, and then you go out there, and they just start knocking the crap out of Jimmy Garoppolo nonstop. You know, they got three sacks and eight quarterback hits. Our team still leads the entire NFL in quarterback hits allowed. A lot of that's on Jimmy G, though. A lot of that is on Jimmy G. Um, and they blitz Bobby Wagner. Here's the deal. Maybe we poked the bear a little too much. All the talk about uh, Fred Warner being linebacker one, which I think he has been. Not today, he wasn't. Bobby Wagner took that personal. He goes out there, two sacks, three tackles for loss, 11 tackles, four quarterback hits for Bobby Wagner. He showed up. Um, you can tell he was perturbed. Uh, who he's been the best in the decade. Um, yeah, I mean he's been really, really good for a long time. Anyway, that's what it is. So I don't know. There's there's a lot going on this week, and this week's gonna be weird. It's a short week. You know, usually I take Monday off, uh, break down film Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, jump into all that stuff. We're gonna cram 
We got a lot of stuff to get to, which sucks because the NFL is not going to get this film out till Tuesday. But I will have a podcast out on Monday. Uh, Tuesday night is election night. Eesh. I don't, I don't think we're going to be doing a podcast then. I know the election results won't come out, but there's a lot of local elections and stuff. I teach government as well, so uh, I'm going to have those conversations with my students. So I'm going to be following all that. They've been working on some pretty cool projects. Um, which I'm pretty excited to let them know kind of how that's turned out. So we're not going to have a podcast on Tuesday, so it's going to be kind of a Monday, Wednesday, then Thursday game. So we're going to cram a lot in. Um, if, you, if this is your first time with us, I want to say thank you and welcome. Hit subscribe. We podcast way too damn much. <laughs> we're always on here talking 49ers and football and all kinds of stuff. And if you haven't joined our Patreon, man, it's incredible. Um, I, I really do believe in the product that we put out there. Go to patreon.com, type in 49ers Rush Podcast. We go over every single offensive and defensive play that is out there. And I'll get them done this week before the game. Probably going to be Wednesday. Um, I'll just do four plus hours of 49ers work, uh, film, uh, live presentations, uh, but that's okay. We're going to get it done and we're going to understand the team and we're going to understand the good and the bad because it's both. There's good and bad. Um, it's not always bad, but anyway, that's going to be over at Patreon and everything that goes, that goes to support the podcast, graphics, camera equipment, everything else. Uh, so just want to say thank you for all the supporters out there, but that is going to do us before I go. I, I do have to say this. I asked my two boys, I said, Hey, uh, my two boys are 12 and 17. And I said, what should we say? Uh, what should the podcasters here, what's your opinion of today's game? My 12 year old said this, they got overconfident. I think he was right. I think he was right. My 17 year old, I said, uh, what do you, what do you think they should hear? And he said, stay faithful. Faithful doesn't mean you can't criticize your team. Faithful doesn't mean you don't call out people when they're bad. That's not what faithful is. Faithful doesn't mean you don't complain. That's not it. Faithful means you are loyal to the 49ers. That's what that means. We're loyal to each other, the fan base, who we are. That's what we are. And so stay faithful, right? I love it. Ah, my kids are freaking awesome. I'm doing something right. It's my wife. She's doing it right. I probably mess them up. I say too many four-letter words. But uh, that's going to do it for today. I'm going to go drink some tequila. I feel like it'll wash the nerves away. And uh, we will be back tomorrow uh, with some more podcasts. We'll be breaking stuff, stuff down, going over snap counts, lots of different things once we get that information out. So just want to say thank you. And as always, stay strong faithful. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan 
planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.